touch that dial. It's the Dogman Radio Hour on Houndsman XP. Your host, Ed Barnes and Tanner Hurt. Now a word from our sponsors at your favorite beverage company. Yes, beverages are always refreshing and good for you too. So remember to stop and enjoy a nice cold beverage from your favorite beverage company. And now, let's catch up to the boys and hear their latest adventure on the dog. First go round, the Dogmen podcast. This is Tanner Herr. Ed Barnes. We got special guest. Cody Jenkins. And Carter Schultz. <laughs> I uh, come to a bay here at Ringling, just checking it out. Carter's got some dogs running. I don't have good anything that'll bark at a pig, so I didn't bring anything. So we got some questions for you. Answer them fast. Just kind of get to know you. Yeah, I can, I can, I can reel off some answers. Okay. Well, might not be the answers you want to hear, but well, I can reel them off pretty quick. Ed's gonna read them off to you. It's multiple choice. We're just right. gonna, we're gonna throw some questions at you and just answer them as That's fast. That's what as I like can. to hear. Okay. Woods Bay Pen. Uh Woods. Open silent. Uh silent. Male or Miracle Whip. I don't need it either. Hound or Kerr? Uh Kerr. Blonde or Brunette? Ooh, Brunette. Free cast or road? Uh free cast. Cut kill. Uh oh cut. Bud light, white claw. <laughs> Neither, Miller White. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Like, we set you up and yeah. it didn't work. Hobbles or mule tape? Ah, mule tape every time. Ford, Chevy, Dodge, Toyota. <sighs> it's hard to be the good Yoda. Yeah. Bulldog, Dogo. Ooh, definitely Bulldog. Deer Race or an Armadillo Hole. Ooh, Deer Race. I love it. Your boyfriend's name. Um, It depends on the day. <laughs> My business partner's name is Ryan. And, uh, he can't be here. So Sometimes we get mistaken to, to be a little bit more than we are, but uh, Ryan's happily married to a uh, vet that makes really good money, and uh, we get to hunt a lot. So That's handy, having Not a vet. A, yeah. Oh, yeah. You handled that pretty good. We had a couple setups we were hoping to trip you on. But. I, I've been... I've been blessed to be around a lot of witty people in my life, so I I don't consider myself extremely smart, but I I have gotten to the point where I feel like I am pretty witty, and um, you know because if you're around witty people that are really sharp and cunning, um, it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to stay not pissed off if you're not sharp and witty and cunning right back to <laughs> yeah. them. So yeah, we should mention that uh, you're one half of. Uh Boars and broads. One half, yes, sir. Um, we, uh, Ron wanted to make it, but he, he, I think he had to work yesterday. He FaceTimed me on the way up here, and he's a firefighter, so, you know, he, he's 24 on, 48 off. And uh, when he works hard, I mean, he's working really hard. They're running a lot of calls in the night. But, I mean, he, he FaceTimes me at, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon yesterday sitting on the couch with his feet up watching, watching football or something, and I'm like, Dude, you don't do anything, and he's like, "Oh no, man, we had we had twelve calls," and I was like, "But you're not you're you're sitting there watching TV." He's like, "Oh yeah, we just ate dinner," and uh, but he wanted to be here, but he had to work and couldn't couldn't make it shake. But yes, I am uh, one half of Boars and Broads. So what? I mean, when you guys started about a year and a half ago, maybe? Uh, it's been I think technically it's been almost two and a half years now. Um, 
it started off as a TikTok um, because I didn't want anybody to really know my name and the fact that I had a TikTok. And I was just kind of checking it out. And uh, I started posting, like, some of our hunting clips on there or whatever. And, like, it immediately blows up and, and goes through the roof. And uh, I was, like, I, I was telling him about it. And he was, like, dude, we should make a business. And I was, like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, I mean, we should we should just we should uh, buy an LLC and call it Boards and Broads. And it, he said, we'll do it on Facebook and Instagram and everything. And I'm, like, dude, what are you talking about? He's, like, think about it. We already go hunt. He's like, we we already video pretty much everything. We'll buy a camera and 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 start it. And that was how it started. And you know, we we were we've never really changed our business plan. We have no idea what we're doing, but we do stuff, so it, it works out. I mean, it, it's like learning how to get hats produced at a price cheap enough to sell to hog hunters at a mass level has been you know ryan's got an ag uh, ag econ degree i have a degree in history so uh it's not like i i we either one of us really have a lot of experience in the uh in the world of economics but you know we've we've done pretty well so far so it's kind of weird like uh you know i run a magazine but i think of like magazines it's like it's kind of an old school technology and I really, I remember when you, when I first found you guys, I was like, uh, you know, this is the future. The the future right. is dudes just like making short videos. Well, and, and that's the, that's the thing. Um, it's, it's been really crazy to me because I had a little bit of background in, uh, video editing and, and things like that. And it was like a little bit, but, um, it's funny when you really sit back and watch the trends and how things work when you can take something that's very trendy on whatever social media platform it may be and then correlate it to what you want to correlate it to, it, it always does well. And, you know, it's been one of those things where we've just kind of paid attention to what people want to see. And uh, one of the things when we started, I, t I told Ryan, I was like, man, I don't want this to be about you and I and how great we are and things like that. I want it to be the truth, and we will always tell the truth about us. We'll always tell the truth about our dogs. We'll we'll t tell you the mistakes that we made, and we'll tell you the good things that we did. So, you know, it's, it's like, because we're kind of 50-50, funny, 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 and then we're truthful, you know. So it's I think we've got a pretty good balance on what we do and how we can reach people for the better. And, uh... We, I mean, we've both been blessed by, I mean, it's been one of the best things that's ever happened to me starting this company, so. Yeah, I mean, like like I was saying is, I was on the lake last weekend, I seen a couple of people wearing your hats, right. you know, and no, I'm not saying they was hog hunters or wasn't hog hunters, but I mean, you're, yeah, it's, it's, it's taken pretty, off. It's pretty cool. Um, I tell people all the time, like, people think I'm this, like, super outgoing, extroverted person that likes to talk to everybody. If you ask my mom, I am far from it. I'm I'm somewhat socially awkward because I'm always processing something. Like I'm looking for doorways and things like that. I I kind of have a little bit of tism to me, um, but I, I'm always processing. But this has allowed me to kind of step outside of those boundaries that I've kind of set on myself because I'm talking about something that I really love 
and I don't mind talking to new people, um, you know, getting out there and, and meeting people and uh, things like that. It, like, I've grown as a person because of this. Um, I never imagined myself to be on a viral uh, TikTok or Instagram video of doing something goofy online. And, like, it took me a long time to get, like, where I kind of accepted it. And it, it, it's just, it's kind of been one of those things that uh, I've I've grown a lot from all the experiences that we've had, so. So, I mean, how did you, let's go way back and, like, how did, what, what's your first introduction into hunting dogs? Not just hog dogs, like, how did you start? Okay, so I, I had, uh, I had a mountain cur, a uh, registered mountain cur when I was eight or nine years old named boss and if i had boss now i i guarantee you that joker would be a hog dog but he was a squirrel dog and uh i was still too young to really you know have a good grasp on what it took to create a hunting dog but he was he was so athletically gifted that if he saw a squirrel in the front yard and the tree was 30 yards away, he would catch the squirrel before it got to the tree. I mean, he was one of those dogs. And uh, you talk about free casting. If you open the front door he he and he didn't have a collar on, I mean, that joker's gone and he's going to run for an hour. And then he, he'll come back whenever he wants to. Um, but that was really the first thing. And uh, I grew up, I grew up fishing. Um, I grew up hunting too, but you know, I, I never really had anything for uh, sitting in a deer stand. Um, my dad has a uh, tree farm, um, so I was a, a lot of the time uh, when I was young. They had, they've got a high fence around the the farm now, but he shot deer on a nuisance permit, so he never wanted to really go deer hunting because deer hunting to him was a job. He would go out every night with a big spotlight and shoot deer every night to keep them off the trees. And, uh, so I, I never really deer hunted that much growing up. I, you know, would go squirrel hunting and things like that. But, um, I, I really grew up fishing and I would, and, and until I was probably 20 years old, I fished probably 200 days out of the year. Whereas I hunt 200 days out of the year. Bass now. fishing? Or yeah. Bass fishing. And, um, you know, I like inshore fishing and now it's gotten to where I've kind of reversed the script and I hunt. 200 days out of the year but I still love fishing but I've kind of shifted my focus towards like catching big stripers and stuff like that like I I really enjoy getting out there and grinding to to catch something big you know like I love bass fishing still but at the same time I've caught three I've caught three largemouth over 10 pounds like I kind of feel like I've uh, done pretty much what I'm going to do in that aspect but I want to go out there and catch a 40 or 50 pound striper um, and, and I like to go places that other people can't go. Um, we take our, we take our little John boat, uh, on the river a lot. And I mean, we always have a chainsaw because, <laughs> you know, we, we, we like to go places that other people can't, or, or just don't have the, I mean, I guess the nuts to go yeah. to try, yeah. you know, and, and we get wrecked all the time. And that's what people don't, they don't really consider like, Dude, if you're gonna be hard on your stuff and you're gonna be hard on yourself and you're gonna you're gonna live hard and you're gonna go places and do things that other people don't do, you're gonna get wrecked a <laughs> yeah. good bit. Yeah. You know, it's not always it's not always easy. 
I went striper fishing for the first time this summer on Lake Texoma. And yeah. I'm going back. Like, oh, man, it's it's crazy the power that those fish have. Yeah. Like, because, I mean, we catch them on bass gear. Like, we, like we're like we out there throwing a jerk bait on 15-pound mono. And, uh, and, like, you're fishing all day. It's gotten to the point now where you catch a lot of hybrids, like the, the hybrid, um, the white bass, striper cross and whatnot. Um, you catch a lot of hybrids. So you get a few bites, but then, you know, you're still looking for, like, that 40. And you might go four hours without a bite. And then all of a sudden you see, like, this fish as big as this table swim up and just wake right behind your bait. And you're sitting there watching him and twitch, twitch, twitch. And he doesn't eat it. And you're just like, Y'all are fishing top water? Yeah, jerk baits and, yeah. and, and things like that. Real clear water. So the the way it works is is we're down below the dam on uh, on Mondays they generate. They don't generate over the weekends. So the water temperature heats up to about eighty two degrees. They are generating from three hundred feet deep, two hundred and fifty feet deep. So that fifty five degree water is coming in there, those threadfin shad just immediately just start locking up. And those stripers know as soon as that current starts, as soon as that cold water comes, those fi- the, that bait's going to be up there, and we got to go eat. So you're fishing Georgia? Uh, yeah, it's the Georgia line. I can't say ex- exactly where <laughs> yeah, it is because yeah. I've already given the date <laughs> or, or the days that they do it. But yeah, it, it's it's the uh, it's the Georgia South Carolina line. Yeah. So. so when the when did you start pig hunting? What? Um, so I started hog hunting when I met Ron in college, uh, my, my business partner, Ron was playing football and, uh, he actually lived with my best friend. Um, and we met and I was doing a lot of coyote hunting at the time. So we, you know, we talked about hunting and stuff like that. And, uh, he's like, man, he's like, and I, I had grown up with somebody that hog hunted that always invited me hog hunting. And I was like, dude, I don't know what the heck hog hunting is like yeah and I never went and it's probably a good thing that I never went it's probably a good thing that I never went when I was young because I would have been addicted I mean and I'm one of those people that I'm highly addictive like I have to watch myself in gambling like nicotine uh everything that I do I'm gonna do all the way so it's probably a good thing that I was grown and had a little bit of mental maturity before I started running dogs because, I mean, I'd like, I'm tough on my dogs and uh, I'm tough on myself and things like that. But, yeah, when I met Ron, uh, we went, and it's funny, he and I went one time together, uh, didn't catch a hog, but I had a great time, like jumped a hog, had a long race, and we were uh, hunting with his, his Blitz dog, uh, which is – the father to my champ dog, um, but jumped a hog and actually got to see the hog jumped out of the briars and, and things. And like, we went another time and, uh, they were like, that was back when we stuck pretty much everything. And, uh, man, I went in like CSI Miami on this hog and just whop, 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 just sitting there, just sticking it, man. They, <laughs> they will not let me down on that to this day. Like I think Ryan sent the video uh, and this has been like seven years ago or something. And Ryan sent the video in the group chat. He was like, yeah, back when Carter went CSI Miami on a hog. I mean, it was like I saw red just and I just pop, 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 pop. And it wasn't like one good stick and then twist. It was like stick, 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 stick. And uh, But no, ever since then, I've been hooked. 
What kind of dogs are you guys mainly running? <clears throat> so I have – so Ryan – um, Ryan bred that Blitz dog to a uh, a Catahoula. Uh, she was a cow dog, real rough cow dog. Yellow uh, dog? Or? No, she was she was uh, she was Brindle. Um, uh, Ryan's dog, the Blitz dog, he was more yellow. He was he was a uh, um, half cat, half black mouth. And then she had a uh, she had some Walker in her. So um, you know our our main foundation of what we kind of started when we ran when we started running together um is is roughly uh 50 percent cat quarter black mouth quarter walker is tree and walker or running walker uh i honestly i don't know i don't know if they were treeing or or running i honestly never even asked the question so um but they they're very good nose um but when we started hunting those dogs i tell people all the time like when we started hunting those dogs we were both still broke so we didn't have rigs or buggies or anything so like every everywhere we went we walk hunted so those dogs are close range dogs you know and had i had i had it all over to do again i would made i would have made them cast dogs because that's how i prefer to hunt now you know i i prefer to to cast and then when we started getting buggies and and these things and uh whatnot like those dogs just converted to hunting in front of the buggy they didn't want to rig off of the buggy they wanted to run in front of the buggy so we just eased down eight miles an hour and just let them run in front of the buggy until they hit a hard 90 um and you know it it was one of those things where it kind of worked in our transition but now we're starting to go more towards cast dogs we still have different varieties because we get to hunt with so many different people that i don't want to I learned a long time ago, you're not going to force a dog to do something that it doesn't want to do. So I don't want to be pissed off at my dog for doing something that I don't expect it to do on a regular basis. I want it to be consistent in the way it hunts and, and things like that. Now, do do I have dogs that can pretty much pretty well do everything that, that I ask them to do as far as hunting? Yeah, but I have one that can do that. Um, girl, a jip I got off of Pat Lewing. Uh, she's... she's She's not. She's just now getting a year and a half old, and uh, she's she's been really good. She's been a, a really good dog to me. Um, but I, I I thank Pat all the time for her, and uh, that's you know that's been another thing. I have four I have four dogs right now, and they're all four from four different geographical locations. Yeah. Um, I think cast dogs are kind of. In the hog dog world, cast dogs are misunderstood. Like right. I, I have, people are starting to understand it, I think, more the last few years. But used to, it was like, everybody was always like, oh, man. Yeah, I don't think I want to go with them cast dogs. That's just far too much work. And I'm like, yeah. it is exactly the, the opposite <laughs> of that. Yeah, like, the opposite. I yeah. mean, people have this idea that we have, like, long-range dogs that go a mile and a half. And we, you know, I really don't even know what they're thinking but they're and thinking, you have like 15 hour races and stuff and yeah like, yeah and it's like no like we pull up to a spot cast right. some dogs and then we sit around and bullshit yeah and like and then finally somebody goes hey look at your garment like i think they're bathed yeah and then and if if more, not you're you you know finally they work their way back to you yeah then you pull them up try right. to get them to some different ground and yeah. kind of do the same thing let them ease off let them well, I tell people that all the time. We're we're riding our we're blessed. We have a, we have a, a very good population of hogs. 
it um if i needed a dog to to free cast two miles to go find a hog then i would have a two mile dog but i don't need that if a hog if a dog runs two miles where i am it ran by hogs um our our cast stuff typically hunts um typically from 400 to 700 like on on you know not necessarily like i'm not going to cast them here in this dry field and they're going to just plow 800 like we have to i try and still set them up for success you know as far as finding a little bit of sign it doesn't have to be necessarily super fresh but like i want to know that hogs are there you know and if they if they go out there they're going to go out there and hit a couple loops hit a couple loops hit a couple loops and you know you can tell when they boom i'm struck and like you can tell the difference between them hunting versus them running an actual track um and like so so our stuff is is four to seven hundred ish you know yeah, i mean like tanner and i like we've been hunting together for probably six seven years something like that so like when we first started our hog population wasn't that good so we had right. like super long range, right two mile right probably the last three years or so we haven't needed that so like we've been it's kind of backward but we've been trying to like get our dogs tighten them back up closer right like we ideally like if i could just push a button and pick i'm with you i want about a six seven hundred yard dog right but it goes back to the thing is too i don't care what you're hunting or what you're doing you're going to want to set yourself up for success you know you're not going to go to place on the lake that you know there's not no fish right you know (laughs) exactly i mean it's just it's the same same principle um so the the group of dogs that came out of blitz um champ shrimp those were the two males and then we had daisy and putty are the two females and all four of them are are pretty good close range dogs um Champ and Shrimp hunted together since they were, um, I mean, since they were eight months old. They were, Just about every time they were in the woods, they hunted together. And um, they would bay by themselves, but as soon as another one got there, they were going to try him. And then, so so Ron and I, honestly, we to this day, we don't carry a bulldog. Um, really? uh, we, we, our dogs have, we, we've been really blessed. Like, our dogs have... If both of them are baying, if Champ and Shrimp are on the same hog and they're baying, it's a good one. And then we're going to get up there and say, catch him, catch him, catch him, catch him, talk them into it. And and they're smart enough to know where they're not just going to continue to go in there and get wrecked. They're, they're, they're really intelligent, uh, really intelligent dogs. And the hog that actually killed Shrimp, uh, Shrimp died a little over a year ago now. Um, but he, uh, we had the best all-around hog dog that I've ever seen. My, my buddy Josh Stander owned out of Tennessee, and uh, his name was Rue. And, I mean, that joker, I mean, that, that dog was just phenomenal. Uh, just one of those anomaly dogs that you, he looked like a yellow lab. He had a stub tail, and he looked like a yellow lab. His hair was that long, but, I mean, you could uh, – he ran him on bears. He ran him on hogs. I mean, the, the dog was phenomenal. Rue, champ and shrimp were all baying this hog and we were like "Uh oh you know this is a good one and uh we get up there and finally see it and it the the hog is just walking with them and they got you know they're all cut because they they tried him and but they backed off and baited him but shrimp got poked one time he got hit one time and it was right in his diaphragm 
and uh, he relayed 300 yards after we we had the hog tied and uh, went treed, and we go up there and no barking, can't hear anything squeal, and and it we're we're in a swamp, so there's uh so green vegetation all over the place and we we can't see anything and i mean we can't find the dog so we started hitting the tone button just so you could you know we could kind of locate him and man he had relayed 300 yards and and was just laid there uh we got him back to the got him back to the boat um put a sub cue in him and uh we're driving back up to the boat ramp and and i remember this to this day and it almost kind of brought a tear to my eye because it just kind of it 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 uh kind of encapsulated the dog that shrimp was he he wasn't as athletically gifted or as physically gifted as champ was but he was just a grinder he was he he would he worked really hard i mean he wasn't anything super special but man he worked so hard that he overcame a lot of that stuff but man we're driving up and and the, he's laid down and uh all the other dogs start to picking their head up and wind and, and shrimp like is dead and picks his head up and starts winding, lays back down and he's gone, you know. And that to this day like sticks with me because I'm like, man, like, God, if I could ever, if I could ever be that tough, man, where that's like that's me, like, um, that that really meant a lot to me, and and it, it kind of brought a new level of respect to dogs yeah. for me. Yeah, I mean, you see that. I mean, I see that more often in bulldogs right that, that just tenacity oh, like yeah. and i'll always take i'll always take a less gifted dog right with more mental desire right over the other way around well i mean you see these dogs that are so phenomenally athletically and and physically gifted that you know they they don't have to they don't you see those dogs get beat all the time because they don't necessarily have to do everything perfect. A dog with lesser ability has to figure out how that hog's going to run. He has to figure out all that hog's trick because he's not as athletically gifted as the dog that might have jumped him. That dog's sitting there plowing and might have run right by him, and then you get an older dog that's that's seen it, comes back and curls off, and you're like, oh, there he is. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I, I've got – a lot of respect for dogs that just work you know and and you know might not be the most nimble or you know the dogs that get beat up all the time shrimp would get beat up all the time and um and and he was like he i really liked that dog and had a lot of fun hunting with him and it was it was really cool to watch him and his brother grow up together and it's funny because you put those two in the same box and like they would kill each other. Like if you left them in the same dog box, they would kill each other. But as soon as they hit the ground, those two are going to run together every time. They will catch a hog together, you'll tie the hog and then they'll fight over the hog yeah. if they don't relay. You know, like it's it's uh, it, the nuances of dogs. I mean, I just Well, I mean, we were just you me and me and Cody and Tanner and you were over at the Bay Pen while ago and uh Monica Wheelis, she's sitting here shutting down the headphone on. But her dog was running, the black and tan dog. And that dog has the same the same mindset. Right. Like that dog knew it was gonna get tossed. Oh yeah. And would just stay that was my, in. That was like yeah. my favorite run of the day. I just, mean he, he just stood in there. He's yeah. like, Yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah. And when he got flung across the pen, he hit the ground. There was no hesitation. He was right back in that the hole same, stage. The same distance. Yeah, he was yeah. wanting it. Yeah. I mean that's and that's that's a pen dog. Right. 
But that's still the same mindset, that mental toughness that we're that right. you're talking about that right. dog had. Just the 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 mental fortitude to to really work, you know. And I will say um, that entire line off of Blitz is is like that. I mean, they're just like my champ dog. He's stubborn as hell. Um, he he recently I I recently got his his front leg amputated. He fractured his humerus. Um, about a month and a month and a half ago almost now and I took him hunting the other night because I mean that's like amputate his leg and he's like boss and like he's getting pissed off every time I'm leaving front leg or back front leg yeah front front leg. leg um but I mean he's a he's a super well put together dog and obviously he doesn't have the conditioning that he needs but the the guy's like hey I've got this boar hog coming in I need some. I need some help. Um, he won't go in the trap, and so I took him and girl um, because I knew it wasn't gonna be. You know, we could really got to get out there and find him. I knew we pretty much knew where he was gonna be, but I wanted an older dog on the ground, um, and uh, so they ended up. When I, I took him out of the box, yipped him up into the cornfield. Um, they ran through there, went probably 250 yards, struck bait. And, uh, we, they started to come out of the cornfield again, didn't have a bulldog. I had, I just had my 30, 30. And, uh, so we, they started coming out of the cornfield. So I took off running around the cornfield and, uh, they come out to the road and man, like, it's like the one time in my life that I haven't taken like a crack shot immediately, just thrown the rifle up, blown his head off, or, you know, shot him right behind the ear or whatnot. But like it it was almost poetic what happened when they walked him out of the cornfield like there's big thick woods here big thick woods there and there's a road and like I'm watching the dog that I have raised since he's a puppy with three legs and uh I, I you know watching him go through what he went through spending the money that I spent to get him back to it and and like he's sitting there cat backed curled up on this hog and just and they're walking right down the road and I didn't even put the rifle on my shoulder I just sat there and watched him bay and to me I was like man that like that feels really good and uh so I started thinking about it and I was like I mean this it wasn't the hog that we were necessarily after it was about 150 pound boar hog and I was like I'm not gonna shoot it I was like "I, I wonder if he'll catch it I was like catch him catch him catch him catch him catch him and uh started talking him up and he went in there and hit it as hard as he could missed the ear he's funny he he only catches ear missed the ear the hog blew out and i just screamed <sighs> like i was pissed and uh you know they went on a race and then he ended up swimming across the uh he ended up swimming across the creek which was flooded into you know acres and acres and acres we got three inches of rain in less than 24 hours so i mean it just blew up but lost the hog, but I was like, you know, driving home, I was like, man, I owed him that one, you know, just just for being the dog that he's been to me and, and teaching me everything that he's he, he's taught me, I, I kind of owed him that one. I, I, you know, at the same time, like, I told the, you know, you got to appease the landowner, I told the land, I, I was, I had to take the landowner and the property manager hunting, and they're like, what happened, why didn't you shoot him? I was like, oh, I just didn't have a good shot. You know, mm. and I watched the dogs bay him for. Man, for that's the thing. Minutes. Like, 
we run for the most part loose dogs and, and have for quite a few years and i you know a lot of people that run rougher dogs i always and i'm always trying to convince them but i think that like they miss out on this like i was telling i think it was joey and nate i was like man like i don't I don't want a suicide missile dog. Like I like w- when when we hunted rough stuff. Like we hunted we hunted our curves with rough stuff, and it we caught so many hogs. I mean you, we you, we piled yeah. hogs. You up. can catch more. Oh yeah, no doubt. But it it felt like we were always just we got to go, we got to go, we got to go, we got to yeah. go now. Frantic, pace. you know. And yeah. now we have dogs that'll you know they'll back up in bay and and like we're not in some super big hurry if they you know if if we've got two dogs on the ground and they're not necessarily either one super rough and they're not barking anymore and they've got the hog caught it's not a bad hog you know it's it's a pig and we can take our time getting up there to them remember when you guys were hunting that tournament here this winter Mm -hmm. and uh i wasn't hunting the tournament i was just i was just along for the ride and caught quite a few it was getting late like everybody was tired Tired, tired. Oh, yeah. And uh, since I wasn't in hours. All, yeah, like I wasn't even in on the hunt, so I couldn't even lead it all green. Right. I felt like. And, and he took advantage of that. No, I felt it so bad. It ain't much different than when we usually go hunting. I felt, I felt so bad. We was walking out, and I had three dogs and a pig on my back, and Ed's walking beside me, like, drinking a pop. I was like, <laughs> this is normal. And what did I tell you? I was like, I feel like such a piece of shit. Like, I can't do anything. But So we're walking across this creek. Tanner's got three good dogs on a lead. And these things strike in the bottom of this. It's dried out creek, but they strike right there. And Tanner, like, we're already so tired. And he looks at me with, like, this disgusted look on his face. And he's like, what do you think? And I was like, I would turn them loose. <laughs> and he's like, that's, that's. Uh... He goes, yeah, and he like turns them loose. So, but and it they goes burn back. out. They just burn out. They burn. Oh, yeah. Just cruise. They were like, and they'd already caught three pig, three yeah. or four pigs before that. So right. I mean, they wasn't fresh, you know. Right. So it was hot. They went one point six three miles and fell bayed. We were pretty close to the truck when they struck. So we get back to the trucks. You know, we're drinking pops, eating some snacks. We're tired. It's like probably three o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, got a lot. And uh, so they're bayed. Yeah. And uh. I'm like, let's take a nap. <laughs> so we slept for probably like two hours while these dogs were bait. That's awesome. You know, and then we got up about, about the sun was almost starting to come up. Right. And we all got up and it's like, look at the garments. Like, yeah, they're still right there, bait. It's like. Never moved. I mean, just. That's awesome. We're like, let's go catch it. And that's what I think that people with rough dogs right. miss out you, on. You do miss it. And I used to hunt with rough dogs and, and guys who had rough dogs. And like you say, it was always just like. It's like a job at that point. Like you Frantic. Go, yeah. It's like pan- like total panic. As soon as, they, as soon as they get over 500 yards, you're like, I have to go to them. Like, I have to get closer to these yeah. dogs. And there's, like, this serenity that comes with, like, loose dogs. Like, I mean, we literally took a nap because yeah. we're like, these dogs can take care of themselves. Yeah. Like, they're not going to get cut. They're going right. to be smart, stay back. They'll hold it. If they don't hold it. Oh, well. We'll catch them on the next yeah. one, you know. Oh, well. Who cares? But, like, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, man. But you talk to some people about that. They're like, you guys took a nap while yeah. these things were bathed? It's like, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think catching hogs is such a big deal to some people. And, like, to me, like, don't get me wrong. If I didn't catch hogs, I would not go. But 
like to me, like I like going out there and hanging out with my friends and, and watching all the, the other aspects, all the, the cool things that I get to see. I like seeing snakes and, and alligators and stuff like that. Like I don't like seeing alligators. Screw an alligator. I, I lied on that. But you know, all the beautiful terrain that you get to see and like um that like catching hogs, obviously I I, I if I didn't do it then I wouldn't yeah. go. But like to me, like when you can add everything else into it, and you're not in this frantic mode of like we have to go catch hogs. Like if we, you know, and I still get pissed when we don't catch hogs. But at the same time, it's like. But you know. also like so. Sometimes me and Tanner will go with people who don't normally hunt with us. There's been countless times where, and I think it's a thing that comes with age and the length of time you've been hunting. But there's some nights where we go. And we don't even get a like literally don't even hear a dog bark and yeah. we and we hunt till two o'clock in the morning and then call them in and go home, and people that are sometimes people will be with us and like tonight sucked yeah. and I'll look at Tanner and I'm like tonight was badass right because those dogs, dogs were out there working they didn't find and then you'll anything. go sometimes and catch four or five and you'll be like man like those dogs didn't do what they were supposed they to they got lucky right yeah and it that, feels bad 100 percent. yeah it's, you do, you don't feel the same way like give it, me the good work over the the reward you know i want to see the work and that's the difference like and i think that comes with age and like Oh, a hundred percent. When I was when I was twenty two or twenty one, whenever I started this, like it was like we have to catch hogs. Yeah. And like, dude, we didn't catch that many hogs. Like we 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 wore out a lot of souls, but we really didn't have like our dogs that we have now that are that are five and six years old. Um, they were like eight months to a year old. Like they're yeah. they were all young, and uh, like we didn't catch like. We had we had two really good dogs. Everything else like sucked. Like and we had these young dogs and like man, like we finally that those those young dogs finally got old enough where you know and the two really good dogs that we had were uh, Ron's Blitz dog and then a fellow named Adam Blaylock had a dog named Pretty that was a really 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 good dog. Um, but them two found all the hogs, and about the time our dogs got like a year and a half old. Uh, we we took the old dogs away, and then started making. Yeah. And, and you know those dogs really accelerated at a rapid rate when they had to do it for themselves. And I think a lot of people miss that. Like they think, okay, well this dog this dog ain't that good, or this dog is phenomenal. Like take out whatever's in front of them, and then you'll you'll figure out what the dog is. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I th- a lot of people do miss that. I remember when I first got. I don't. I don't terrible with time periods i don't remember what time but when i first got a garmin so before that right nothing well i mean i had a telemetry collar collars for maybe like two years before i got a right. Garmin. you couldn't really tell much from that i mean you could tell the general direction they were and the and the distance but so when when i first got a garmin i had three dogs in my mind i had a number one dog right i mean if you'd asked i mean this dog was i mean he, he did everything these right. other dogs were just like tagging along I got a Garmin, and, like, within a week, I was like, holy cow. Like, this dog that for years I thought was the best thing ever, yeah. he's a me too yeah, son of a gun. He's not even doing it. Yeah. It's just, and he was pretty. That's probably yeah. part of it. But I'm like, this his son, this little black dog, this guy's doing all the he's work. He's doing all the, the grind And it, like, my mind, like, totally flipped. The Houndsman XP Podcast is fueled by Joy Dog Food. 
Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the houndsmen of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American houndsmen. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market. For 76 years, this made-in-America product has kept hunting dogs in the field day after day, season after season. And when we say made in America, Joy has a long track record of fighting for American freedoms by being on the front lines against the animal rights movement and their extremist tactics. Joy will fuel your hounds and fight for your freedoms, fueled by Joy. I tell people all the time, my champ dog, he's one of the most interesting dogs. Um, he's, he's close range. You know, he's 100 to 300 yards. Very, very fast on track, runs tracks hard, runs to win. But if he doesn't want to go, he doesn't want to go. And he will make you look, I mean, and if you're on hogs, he will make you look like a superstar, man. I mean, you, when he when he was two to four years old, as soon as you touched the hog, he was gone. I mean, if you don't want to catch any more hogs, grab the red dog, don't grab the hog, grab him off of the hog. And then flip the hog. Because as soon as you put your hands on the hog, he's gone. But as he's gotten older, he's gotten more ornery like his dad. And and has just gotten more and more like rough uh, as he's gotten older. But he, he's, he's so peculiar, man. We were hunting. I was down in Florida with my buddy Connor Edwards and Cody Godwin. And it's like... It's it's the witching hours. It's three o'clock in the morning, and like we caught one good boar hog, um, and we're we're road hunting dogs. And uh, one thing about him is he he always runs in front of the buggy. When he doesn't run in front of the buggy, it's time to load him up and go home. Um, he's he's tired. I'm tired, boss. Um, but he stopped like the dogs. Every other dog, we have like five dogs on the ground. Every other dog just flies up 150 yards in front of the buggy and you see him take a hard right he stops right in front of the buggy and takes a shit right in front of the buggy and i'm like what are you doing like you idiot and like i acted like i was gonna kick him and he just kind of like looked back at me run like doesn't doesn't even really like haul up to where the dogs went in he just kind of trotted up there to where the dogs went in and then I saw his nose sink to the ground and he goes left the other dogs went right he goes left runs in there like 50 yards and bays a hawk <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> like it's it's killing me but that's the dog he is that's how he works and if he didn't do it all the time then you know I was hunting with my my buddy Kevin Brooks or yeah, I was hunting with Kevin Brooks, and, and it was the same thing. Like, Kevin's got really, really good cast dogs. Like, he's got three or four dogs, you know, that, that are very, very good cast dogs. And we cast them, and, and they're out, like, three-quarters of a mile just hunting, just working hard. And we're driving down the road, and I'm, I'm watching. You know, I, I, I spend a lot of time watching dogs and you know their mannerisms and things like that and I, I watch the Garmin for how they're running in the woods and you know you can just about hone in on when he's when when he's fixing to find one when he's fixing to bay we're driving down the road 
His dogs are over there working as hard as they can at like three quarters of a mile. This sugar's at 30 feet in front of the buggy, running beside the buggy. And we're driving, and I, I don't care. I was like, hold on, hold on. He's fixing to find one. And he's like, this is like one of the, the first couple times. He didn't really know my dog at that point. This is like one of the first couple times we hunted together. And I was like, hang on, man. He's fixing to find one. He's like, there ain't no hog right here. I was like, he's fixing to find one, I promise you. And like, goes up, runs like 30 yards into this nasty clear cut and goes, <laughs> and I'm like, that's a good all because it, you know, is locate. The hound comes out in in his locate when he really sits down and it's a ball, like it's a good hog. And I'm like, man, that's a good hog. And he had a uh, he had a rough hog and or a rough dog in the in the box, and we dumped him out and and uh, went up there and we didn't catch the hog. We got wrecked, but uh, you know, it was one of those things. He's like that. That red dog, he's like, I hate that dog. He's like, I'm like, man, I'm sorry. That's just the dog he is. Like, you know, and and I, I will never take him with cast dogs because, like, he will make me look like an idiot if I take him with cast dogs. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, everybody has this, like, or a lot of people have this mindset that, like, range right. equates to goodness. Right. And that's not the that's truth. Not, yeah. I, give me bottom and and, and I like dogs. I I like dogs that when when they hit the track that there's a noticeable difference in speed. I want them to really I want them to really push and put pressure when they're running the hog. I want them to try and stop the hog. I want them to try and get into some sort of contour, um, you know, a ditch or something like that. And and I I I, I you know, and if it's a long race, I want them to pump the lungs out of the hog. I you know, um but I I agree that that hog that dog uh, I mean a conservative number on hogs that he's found for me and don't get me wrong we have a lot of hogs but a conservative number of hogs that he's found for me is you know 500 600 in in his life I mean he's he's been very very consistent um but he's not what he's he's not what he's not you know I can't make him be some and I I mean there was a time where I was like I'm gonna kill him I was like, I'm, I'm sick of him and, you know, and, but he produced it, but I had to put him in the, in a position to win. If I, if I put him in a position to lose, he was going to lose every time. But if I put him in a position to win 99% of the time, he was going to win. Yeah. He, he makes me think like growing up, I hunted my cousins, you know, when I started picking and stuff and he had this dog called rabbit and that's how he was. See how sometimes he would cast and just. Go with them other dogs, no problem. Right. But there's knots. Uh, them other dogs would be out there 800 and, and strike. And he'd still be milling around the truck. Well, he'd make you so mad at him for a little while, then you forget about him, you know. Well, you go catch pig, whatever. Where the hell's rabbit, you know. Where, and gets looking at your garment. He's, you know, 800 the other way, babe. <laughs> and behind somebody's house or something, you yeah. know. And you got to sneak back there and get him. But, yeah. I mean... That's how he was. You were not going to make him do anything right, he, didn't he, want, did, he didn't, he didn't want, to want to do. And I'll never forget, he's a black dog, and he's had like a high trot. He'd high trot ever good, like a curl tail, curled up real high. I'm like, man, you know, go go do something, you know. But about the time you forgot about him. Right. He produced. He would produce. Yeah. And, and uh, we always laughed. You never said anything about home or the house 
or nothing. Because, like I said, he was close enough to hear you say it. Yeah. But you're probably going to be there till daylight if he hears you say, let's go to the house. Yeah. Because, I mean, he knew what that meant. He knew we was going home, and he would he would go wherever he had to go, and he'd find a pig then. we we I was in Texas before the May Downsville Bay, and uh, we were hunting with, with Garrett Piku, and uh, I had my old lady hunter out there. And she she didn't – so when, when I first met her um, – my my girl Jip was in heat and Champ had to like an idiot like I mean like an idiot like I I I left him at the house for a month because he he would not hunt even if she wasn't there you know she wouldn't be there he's he's acting like an idiot he's fighting everybody in the box um but I left him so she didn't really know the dog I had told her I had told her about the dog and she's she's really sharp on dogs she's she's got like 14 dogs so she she's she's really sharp on dogs and uh, we're out there and Garrett had casted some of his dogs and like they're the same situation they're out there just pounding just working 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 500 600 yards out there just running loops circle 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 and uh I hear something like crunch in the woods behind us, like a hundred yards from us. I'm like, that sounded like a hog. I was like, that didn't really sound like a deer. And I heard it again, and I was like, y'all want to catch a hog? And uh, I, I had Champ on the box, and uh, she's like, oh, put that red dog up. He ain't gonna do nothing. I was like, no, I, I promise you, like we're fixing to catch a hog. I took him out, walked him over there, and I said, Shh, get in there. He run up there hundred yards, Whoa! just I mean, and, and that was that's the dog he is, and, and he has done so much for me in this because it has taught me a, a lot of patience, and it's 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 taught me really to not try and make a dog something that he's not. You know, I, I I'm had I started him casting, he'd be a he'd be a fine cast dog. But I started him walk hunting. He is what he is, and I'm not going to make him what he's not. And it doesn't matter how frustrated and pissed off I get at him. He's not going to do what he doesn't want to do, you know. I like, you know, I mean, my my personal preference is long-range free cast dogs. Right. Free cast meaning that we're not turning them on a track. We're right. We're going to a place we think we can succeed. Right. We're just turning them loose. But we was hunting Monday night, me, Tanner, Cody, and Corey. And the one fault, the one common fault that I see with long-range cast dogs is that some of them tend to race right. till they get about a mile deep and then start hunting. Right. So this, this kid, Corey, who hunts with us, he's a real quiet kind of guy. He's, fu- he's funny as all get out, but he doesn't hardly ever say anything. Right. So me and Tanner turn some dogs loose. They get deep real fast. And then we both start telling each other, like, yeah, this is starting to look like something. And Corey leans over our shoulder and goes, are they done racing? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, and that, like I say, that's, that is the one common fault that I see with long I mean, dogs. yeah, they just, they burn. They want to get distance and they want to get distance yeah. quick, fast, and in a hurry. And then they get to that point where they, like, you, it's just like you said, they start hunting. Yeah. You know? But they do pass up all. Right. Right. Man, and it kind of translates, you know, that's kind of how the coon dog, competition coon dog right. world is going. They want those. Yeah, that's one, that's one aspect I, 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 since we've started Boards and Broads, like, we, we've really tried to get into, you know, coon dogs and squirrel dogs. And, like, we just try and support all aspects of, of 
hunting dogs, you know. Um, but I, the coon dog world is a completely different world for me. And I, I still, I, you know, I, I've got some buddies that coon hunt, um, but it's, it's just one of those things that I, I don't know anything about it. And that's, you know, uh, I mean, you said you, when you were a kid, you had squirrel, squirrel dog. Yep. And, uh, that's one thing we're going to do with this podcast is we're not just, I mean, we're right. hog hunters, right. so it's probably going to be 75% hog dogs, but the thing, I mean, I hunt with a lot of people and like, if you go hunting with a coon dog guy, right. go coon hunting, you'll, you'll learn something. You're going to learn something that's going to translate 100%. straight into hog hunting. A hundred percent. And, and I've noticed over the years that, that I, I still believe, and, and it makes some people mad, but I believe that the, the best hog hunters are people that started in a different dog sport right and then well i it makes you it makes you uh have an inclination to being open about what can help you succeed yeah um you know it's like i tell all the people people all the time that the the two most influential books that i've read on that influence the way i think about dogs and hunting dogs are trained by hound dog by advance and brave by um golly what's his name charles uh mathis you know and and those those two books they have nothing to do with their cat hunting books but the the perspective that those guys have like when you can when you can read that and and make it applicable to the area that you want it to be applicable to like that's going to benefit you no matter what i i think one of the biggest issues with hog hunters is that we we all get very close-minded about the way we do things and, and things like that and that's been another thing that's been so influential to me is i've been blessed to hunt in like my little girl jip she's uh not even a year and a half old she's almost a year and a half old she's caught she she has found and bait hogs in seven different states you know and and that's not to to be however but every different geographical location and every different type of dog that i can hunt with that's going to teach me something that helps me be more successful you know, um, we hunted, we, we hunt a good bit up in Tennessee with my, my, one of my brothers, Josh Stander. Um, but he, he runs bear and hogs. Um, and, and that's like that terrain, like I I've hunted a lot of places, but that terrain is like probably in my, in my opinion, the toughest area to succeed because everything up there, like they, they're still very heavy Russian up there. Every hog you catch, you can see he's heavy Russian, and those hogs run and run and run and run and run, and the bears are the same way. You might have a bear that trees in you know a thirty second race, but typically they're gonna run and run and run and run, and you're like, you're like, oh yeah, they're they're two miles over here. How long is it going to take us to get there? Uh, we got to go around Tallywacker Ridge, and uh, we got to get down on Pecker Creek, and, and blah, 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 blah. It'll take us 45 minutes. Like, I mean, because you have to drive around these mountains, and you're driving for two hours to get 700 yards to these dogs. That's what, that's 
I mean, that's what me and Tanner deal with. Like, yeah. You've hunted in Oklahoma before. I haven't hunted in Oklahoma before. So, so where we're sitting right now is just you can see like right. a couple miles. There's hardly any trees. It's flat. Yeah. This and that's what people think when they think Oklahoma. Right. Where me and Tanner live in the northeast corner, like yeah. we're closer to Tennessee than we are this. Right. And it takes, and it it takes a certain type of dog right. too. Right. Like, oh yeah, and that's 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 what I've told people. I was like, if you think you have a hog dog. Put them in that environment. Yeah. You'll figure out if they're a hog dog. That's the Houndsman XP Podcast Network is powered by Cajun Lights. All of your lighting needs for hunting can be taken care of at Cajun Lights. They have three models of cap lights. I'm going to run through them real quick. You've got the Rogueroo, which is their high-end light. If you're a competition hunter and you got to find that coon up in a tree and it's all riding on finding that coon, you'll want the Rogueroo on your head. Next is the Bayou. That's a pretty standard light, but it's got packed with features. It's got multiple colors. It's got walking lights. It's got the red, the green, the amber. It's all built in right into that light. And then you have one of my personal favorites, the Micro Gator. The Micro Gator is an ultra lightweight cap light. It's got all the features of a white light, red, green, and amber. I've used this light for everything from finding bear tracks early in the morning to coon hunting at night, to working on plumbing in the house, changing tires on the side of the road. My truck doesn't leave the driveway without a Cajun light in it. And that light is the Micro Gator. Every Cajun light is durable, made from the highest quality components, and it is backed by Cajun's top-rated customer service. Check out Cajun Lights. You can go to our website at houndsmanxp.com. Go to our sponsors page, hit that link, it'll take you right to Cajun Lights. Check them out. They got a lot of stuff to offer over at Cajun Lights. That Rue dog came from up there. And uh, one quick story about Rue. It's one of the most impressive things that I've ever seen a dog do. But he, Josh typically hunts the Cherokee National Forest, which is uh, roughly 325,000 acres or something. And so he runs bear and hogs. We were hunting some private land, a cornfield. We had a bunch of young dogs on the ground. The young dogs ran down to a river, the Hiawassee River, jumped a hog on the edge of the river, and but they didn't see him go into the river. So they kind of lost him, didn't didn't really know where he went in or whatnot, didn't know if he went in. They're, they're all running up and down the river and whatnot. And Rue was like 500 yards the other way. And uh, he like, come here rue comes down there he's like get across there and this river's like probably 75 yards wide and it's like 40 degrees i mean it's cold and uh josh goes get across there and rue like sits back and looks at josh and he's like come on boss like are you serious and josh goes rue get across there this dog jumps in the river swims across this 40 degree river runs up there 800 yards in his bait like and i'm like man like if i could make a dog do that isn't it crazy like it's like it takes a i mean you got to spend time with the dog but it's you know he obviously never taught that dog a command for swimming a river yeah but if you spend enough time with the dog they understand they understand what you're asking them to do and man the the crazy thing about rue was is like he was like a borderline house dog like he would like 
I we would we would be going bear hunting or something, and Josh had hunted this dog like two weeks straight, you know, taking off Sundays to go to church, and he had hunted him two weeks straight. And Rue, like when he got older, before he died, like he'd get stoved up real bad. But I would go in the bathroom at like four o'clock in the morning to take a piss before we left, and like Rue would like climb out from up under his vanity, his bathroom vanity, and like stretch and just. And, like, you would hear just, and you're like, there's no way that dog's going to hunt today. There's no way. And Josh would let him outside to go take a piss or whatnot, and he would be sitting on the back of the truck every time. That's been, like, the theme for the last two days since we've been here. Like, Tanner and Cody giving me hell. When you're that old and your bones yeah. crack, you're going to get up and get in the truck, too. Oh, man, that's the thing. <laughs> you know, it's like hunting. And I, I've kind of refrained. I've kind of slid back a little bit on it because, like like I said, like we get to go a lot of different places and we do a lot of different things. We, we're trying to get, you know, more and more so into the bay side of things and, and, and just supporting those that support us. But, man, used to be like we'd be like, all right, if we get there at 2 o'clock in the morning, like, we can hunt until 8. And then we'll just go to the bay. And then, like, once the bay is over, we'll go hunt again. And then we'll go back for the next day of the bay. And then we'll drive home. And, like, you get home and you're like, oh, my gosh. How like, old are you? I'm 28. Yeah, so you guys are about the same, same age. Yeah. I'm, I'm 50. <laughs> so That's I can't do that. But, I mean, like. That's it? Yeah, well, you I'm need fi- to be honest. Okay, the calendar says I'm 50. <laughs> You've already said you're not good with time. Yeah. So, you know, you- sometimes the body tells me 60, 65. Yeah. Really, it ain't it ain't really how you get around. It's just your attitude about midday. I grumpy. You know, I do get grumpy. Yeah. It it like it, we we were going out to uh, Downsville for the two dog World Cup here last month or whatnot, and uh, Ryan's like, he's like. And like the thing is, is I tell I tell people all the time, like if I break down between here and or or between Georgia and West Texas, like I know enough people. Like I I might not have ever met these people, but I'm like, I I I can make a phone call, and in two hours somebody there, yeah. somebody will be there, you know, that I know. So like everybody's like, man, y'all need to come hunting, 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 and. uh so we're going out to Downsville, and everybody's, like, hitting us up, like, man, yo, let's go run some dogs. And I'm like, I would love to. And Ryan, Ryan's like, man, what do you what do you want to do? And I was like, dude, to be completely honest, like, I just want to chill for a little <laughs> while, man. Like, I don't, I like, I don't want to just grind for these three days. And, like, we've gotten to where we are because we grind but at the same time like sometimes it's nice just to kind of sit back and just take everything in and just have like a relaxed trip where we just have a good time we had like 20 of our buddies come out there and uh to watch old 12 and uh we had guys from west tech or like south texas florida and South Carolina all came out. We all met in Shreveport, went out and had a good time the night before, had a great time at the Bay. And, like, that's what it's about. Like, like I enjoy doing that. Like, don't get me wrong. If you give me the choice between that and hog hunting, most of the time I'm going to pick hog hunting. But there are certain times where I'm like, man, it's just nice to kind of hang out with the boys. It's a different vibe. And that's what I was telling Tanner as we were sitting here today. I was like, 
you know, this is a small bay right. in Oklahoma. And 15, 20 years ago, there was one of these almost every weekend. Right. In, like in Oklahoma. And, and that was the way it was in Georgia. Um, when so, so Ron and I really kind of just got started into the bay pen. Like, I guess when we started Boards and Broads, like we had never been to a bay pen before we started. And then we went to Hickory Crossing one time. And uh, at that time, my, Georgia was kicking. Like we had Pistol Creek, Hickory Crossing, Broughton Island, and all three of them were running bays consistent. I mean, there was there was just about two a month. And and now, like, the the way they've done our testing and everything with that, that pseudo-rabies and, and, and brucellosis and everything, like, it, they're really struggling. So we try and help those guys. Like, we take we, we take Mr. Mark at uh, Hickory Crossing because he's the closest to us. We take him a lot of hogs that we, that we catch, you know, spunky boar hogs that we catch just so he can, you know, continue because, like, it's, it's – it's a dis it's a different discipline of dog that you see in these bay pens but like hunting rough dogs for so long like not necessarily rough dogs super rough dogs because our stock isn't super rough we don't have any no bark dogs or anything like that they're all going to bay by themselves but typically like if it's not a a a good sized boar hog by the time we get there they're caught so that was really the thing that that kind of brought me into the bay pen and um was was actually getting to watch the dogs work and seeing their nuances and seeing the seeing their movement and things like that like that's really cool to me and like I think it's really cool to other people because like all all the stuff that we put on 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 the internet on bay competition like you put it in 60 frames per second and then you slow it in half where people can really see, see how the, the dogs are maneuvering and you're like man that's impressive oh yeah I like I mean I like the social aspect of the bay pen and that and that's what i was getting at like a long time ago in oklahoma at least here i mean in texas it was different louisiana it was different but in oklahoma hog bays were kind of like a get together right like everybody that went there all they did was hog hunt right there was no in oklahoma there was no bay pen people right there was nobody that just did that that would be that would blow our mind back then so I still view bay pens in that vein. So, like, when I go to bays, I enjoy myself. So we, but it's the social aspect. And and we do the same thing, and I tell people all the time, like, like we go to these bay pens and whatnot, and, the like, 95% of the talk outside of the bay pen is about hog hunting. It's about hog hunting. Like, yeah. we're not talking about bay pen dogs no. while we're sitting at the truck no. having a cold beer like we're sitting there talking about hog hunting yeah. and how we can put some more bacon on the table and you know you you get to bounce ideas off of, of people and, and you know you get to see how people with different perspectives you um then you do things and like that's just like find like finding a way to gather knowledge and then pulling all that knowledge back to yourself and then making it applicable in your geographical you location. Right? Well, we, like, in Oklahoma, you know, back in the day, what, what was commonplace was so we would sit here at a bay like this all day and then the bay at end, sun started to go down and then everybody paired off. Yeah. Like, so I would like, I'd be talking to somebody and they're like, hey man, yeah, well, load up and Let's head to my house yeah, and we'll grab go. these dogs and we'll go hunting over here. Yeah. And everybody did that. Like yeah. everybody left the bay yeah. in their separate directions. And went, went to go catch some hogs. With people they don't normally hunt right. with. And and it was really I mean, it was really cool. 
and and not to diss like the way that vape pens have come today because it's just a different thing right you know it, it it's I think the money aspect is a good thing, but Joey and I were talking about it on the way out here. Joey from Dixie Doggers, we were talking about it on the way out here, like you know, and I I never really got to experience this, but he's like, one of the one of the the biggest reasons that I drove fourteen hours to come out here is that Rusty had a Woodstock class, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think that's like I think that's so important because like when you when you bring and, and you know, I've had ten or twelve people that that ran their Woodstocks, and they're like, "Man, how do you think they did?" I'm like, "Dude, they did great." Like, you're you're putting them in a a, a area that they're not nece- like they're not prepared for. You're 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 kind of putting them outside of their comfort zone, and you get to see, you know, the and, and apply pressure, right? And 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 then people will be like, "Well, you know, in the woods, he doesn't do that." I'm like. Exactly. He's like he's not in the woods, man. Exactly. You don't That's... like don't get pissed off at him because you put him in a com- like it's like last night we were sitting out here and like we see uh Elon Musk UFO line and like that's like me being up there in that line of UFOs and like expecting me to to succeed and and do something right. Yeah. You know, like I don't know what's going on. But like so we got here yesterday a little bit late, but we didn't watch much of the, you know, quote unquote pro band, but when the, the woods class, that that's what I'm getting at. Like so, 15, 20 years ago in Oklahoma, all every bay was it. That's all it was was the woods, woods class. class. Yeah. And and I get I find, I'll go watch the woods class. Right. To me, it's more, I get more enjoyment out of it. Uh, I agree. But uh, let's, you know, we watched your twelve dog run in the the woods class, and it was entertaining 12 is peculiar man. and let's switch over to that and talk about that all right so 12 came from a boy named trey moya out in uh in rungi texas we went out there and hunted with those boys uh trey moya josh blosky um and uh jonathan torres and we had never met those guys and before earls we drove out there and 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 went hunting and the last night we were there we were sitting at the steakhouse um just having a good time having some drinks eating steaks and Trey's like, man, he's like, I got this dog. He's like, I hate him. I hate him. He's he, he he's a red-nosed black mouth cur. What is that? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and like, what are you talking about? Sounds like it's gonna be rough. And, and, and like, he's like, he's like, no, he's like, he's a black mouth cur, but he's like, he's pink. Like, I I don't like him. He doesn't hunt the way I want him. And I was like, you know, like, what does he do well? And he's like, well, he rigs really well. And I'm like, okay, well, I can make some use out of that. And you know, like. I, I I prefer to get dogs from like eight months old. Like I, I feel like I can really put a lot of good work into them when they're eight months old. Getting dogs that are three years old, I'm like, man, like I don't know what they've been doing with them and, and things like that. And it it like I try and translate everything into my program. But I'm like, and he's like, man, he can bay too. So twelve is three year old. Yeah, he's like three and a half, almost four. Now. When you got him, yeah. yeah. Um. He's like, man, he can pay too, and I'm like, do you have any videos of him? Because we were going back to Earl's, and uh, he's, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he bayed one time, and I was like, so he's been in a pen one time, but he's he bays really good. I like, I've heard this story before, <laughs> yeah. and uh, he pulls out his video from like, he's like, I, I think the bay pen was like El Paro Loco or something, and I was like, yeah, I know that bay, and uh, 
he pulls out his phone and he like shows me like this two minute video of twelve just laying it down, and the dogs the dog's name was not twelve when, <laughs> when he was talking about it like it was like Frank or something it was like a human name like he just like I don't even remember what the dog's name was when I got it, but uh he was he was like. Uh, and I was like, man, how much do you want for him? Because I watched this dog, and he ran a perfect in the two-minute bay. And, uh, you know, his partner messed up a couple of times. But he ran a perfect. And I was like, man, that's that's impressive for him never being in a pen. And I was like, how much do you want for him? He's like, oh, no, nah, man, you could have him. We'll go get him right now. So <laughs> so we get the truck. Seven grown men in a, in a uh, Chevy 2500 crew cab. It's not even a full cab. It's like a crew cab. We have seven grown men, three in the front, four in the back. And uh, we're we're driving to go get 12. And uh, long story short, we got pulled over, and uh, we had some open containers in the truck. How many? Uh, quite a few. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. We had quite a few open containers in the truck, and quite a few unopened containers in the truck. And uh, we're sitting out there, and man, we're all fixing like we're down in the dumps. We're like everything started off so great. And now we're all fixing to get open container tickets. We're sitting on the back of the truck, and we're just sitting there like, man, like, what are we doing? And uh, so the other, so he caught the the fellow that pulled us over, calls in another guy because he's got seven grown men that you know you could tell like they're a little rough, and he you know I guess he got concerned about that, but. Seven grown men climb out of the truck, and we're sitting on the back of the truck, and we're all kind of, like, down in the dumps at this point, like, man, this sucks. The other cop pulls up, and uh, we're sitting on the back of the truck, and my buddy Jonathan Torres was there. We're sitting on the back of the truck, and this other cop, like, goes up to the other guy, starts talking to him for a minute, and... uh, and he had all our IDs, so it wasn't really like that we could run away or anything at this point. So, like, we were stuck. And uh, he comes back, and he's like, the other guy walks up, and he's like, Mr. Torres. And I'm like, oh, great. Somebody's got a warrant for their arrest. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, this is phenomenal. Like, it just keeps getting better. Turns out it was Jonathan's cousin, and he didn't even know the guy. We get off pretty, like, I mean, we get off scot-free. Don't even get a written warning. We just get a verbal warning. He's like, guys, like, and we told him the whole story. Like, we were there from Georgia and whatnot. And, you know, they the, both of those guys were super cool. And the, and, and the thing is, is they did their job. Um, so it wasn't like they let us get off with murder or anything like that. But um, they, they understood the situation. They're <laughs> like, guys, like, come on now, like. Like it's good that y'all are having a good time, but y'all can't do this. You can't have this much. Of a yeah, good you time. can't have this much fun. <laughs> and uh, so we're going to get this dog and Ernie or whatever his name was when we were going to get him. And uh, Josh Stander looks back. He's like, "We ought to name that dog Twelve. And I was like, "That sounds good." So named him Twelve and and where's took him 12, back. Where's Twelve come from? Uh, the police. Is that code for police? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, here comes twelve. Okay. It's kind of hood, I've you know. Never heard that? Yeah, yeah it's kind of hood. <laughs> I, I I can understand why you don't know what that means from Oklahoma. I can, but yeah, in Georgia, then like twelve is like, oh, Popo's coming. Here comes twelve. Okay, I get um, you. So that like that's that's where that comes from, and uh, he, he's he is 
a very peculiar dog. He's 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 the I tell you a funny story. So the first time I ever met her, uh Hunter, the first time I ever met her was at Hickory Crossing and uh I we were running one dog and uh the only the only thing I'd bait him in was two dog and it, the only thing I'd bait him in was Earl's. And he, he did really well at Earl's, uh, had two really good runs. But, it, you know, he had been in the woods, and then I ended up taking him to Hickory Cross, and I was telling her, I was like, man, I got one dog that nobody knows about. He's he's pretty good. I was like, he's like he's going to jam. We go in there, and, like, the lights are – it's dark, but the lights are on. And, and, like, I'm fully anticipating this dog just going in there and laying it down. I'm thinking positive. Oh man, I was like, I was jacked up. I'm like, hey, I'm fixing to win with the dog nobody knows about. <laughs> I let him go. He runs in there, and goes, bark, bark. barks two times, turns around, and comes back to me. And I was like, and I'm like, embarrassment like starts to creep up. And I'm like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. That's the other thing about bay pins is like, and I couldn't be mad. Everybody at him. is watching you. Oh yeah, and and like, like I told her I was I've been hyping this dog up. I'm like he, he's gonna jam. Like watch this video from him at Uncle Earl's. He's jamming, and he goes in there, and goes, hurt, hurt. <laughs> Turns around, looks at me, and comes back to me, and I'm like. Not so much. <laughs> I was like, I'm so mad right now. But at the same time, I put him in a position that he's never been in before. And honestly, the woods class here was the only real real reason I brought him up here. Um, and I that was that was the one other time that he had ever run one dog. He's run two dog a lot, and he's he 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 he's run with hunters dogs, and and we've had some phenomenal runs. We took. We we tied for fourth in uh, the amateur in May, in the novice two dog in May, and uh, out of you know ninety runs, you know he's he's a he's a good two dog, but I didn't know if he would do one dog, so that's why I brought him up here because we're having a bay in Georgia in two weeks and they're not having a two dog and it's eighty dollar entry versus a thirty dollar entry. So I just spent like five hundred dollars in fuel and hotel and everything to get out here so I could see if he'd run in one dog for an eighty dollar entry. But we gotta say you won yeah. first dog. Yeah, we 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 uh we actually we won uh the Woods dog class and uh and he he did really well, and he came out today. I put him in the pro class, and he baited a ten. And uh, that's Mr. Ed's. That's not mine. Um, but he baited really well in the in the first round. Ended up baiting a, a ten, and made the bay off out of uh, uh, seven seven dogs made the bay off in the in the pro class. And uh, he went out there, and they were already like. I was the last run in the bay off, and there were already like three tens. And he went out there, and the wind picked up, and the the wind was blowing out of from where the hogs are. And he went out there and was laying it down, and that wind picked up, and he picked his head up one time, and then he did it again. And I was like, "All right, hog out," because I'm I'm still gonna run him in two dog. But yeah, I'm sure the people can hear on our microphones that it's pretty windy out yeah, here on these planes. It's very windy out here on these planes, but it is nice. But that and that affects. Woods dogs more right, than more, pen dogs. Right. They get 
they get scent drifting off the back pins right. or sometimes during a bay in the back in the working pins yeah, they'll be the, moving hogs will move around and squeal or something and, and that affects know, woods dogs the, more. those those woods dogs like it's it's funny because in the woods you always have to be on alert because you, you never know when you might bay a rally and or you you might break one hog off of a rally and then all the rest of the rally comes up and whoops you or i mean or so you take a dog like tanner has a really good dog the so she you know her and two other dogs might bay a hog right well at least my thinking so in her mind they bay that hog if she gets wind of another hog right she, she she's liable to leave those Right, two dogs behind this, her to this bait that hog. This hog's taken care of. I'm gonna go get that right. one. And I think in the pen, a lot of right. woods dogs have that same mentality. I think the judge did really well. Joey did really well translating that, you know, having the knowledge of a woods dog into judging because he took effect and he didn't deduct for that wind or that lookout whenever the back was banging or something like that. It, it, yeah, for it, sure. It oh, takes it takes a judge yeah. with a different mindset. Right, because to, because a, a woods. No, you know, uh, uh, to me, if my woods dog sits there and bays a nine five, and the five times he looked out, were looking back at me for the catch dog, like, hey boss, that's what that's I got a, him right here. That's exactly right what here. I was gonna say because like, I'm not a bay pin guy. I mean, right. like, I can count on one hand as many times as I put him, my dogs in a bay pin somewhere. Right. You know what I mean? So this is like a carnival. You know yeah. what I mean? They don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Like even like starting my pups that I raise, I try to mock them. You yeah, know, no, I do the same thing. I no pin. I got a creek at my house, and I got, and I put a pig down at the creek, and just kind of ease them that way as puppies. Yeah, I send a dog that knows something what they're doing. Right. So, yeah, I like mean, e- our dogs don't even go in a pin at, <laughs> at the house. Yeah. So like, if if I put my good dogs in, yeah, they're gonna bay. I mean, right. I know they're gonna bay, but if I'm that close, I promise you, yeah. she's gonna go, hey, hey, uh, boss, he's uh, he's right here. Uh, go ahead and send that bulldog. We yeah. got him stopped. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Hey, boss. Yeah. My, do- my job is done. Yeah. You know, and, and guys get frustrated at it. And I'm like, man, like, you have to understand, like, don't get me wrong. Like, there there are – 12 is one of the dogs that can do it. He never goes in a bay pen unless it's competition. Like, I hunted him Wednesday before we came out here. I left – I hunted Wednesday morning and left when- – well, I left my house – thursday morning at two o'clock to go meet joey and those guys like if you flip his ears right now they're briar ridden like he 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 doesn't but it just it just for some reason it translates now i was talking about champ earlier the first time i ever ran champ in a bay pen he tied for second the woodstock option at earl's so they don't have a true woodstock class but they have a woodstock option that you can get on your dog he tied for second in it and he was he was pretty good in the bay pen and then all of a sudden like one day he realized like those hogs can just walk out of that gate and so he'd bay hard bay hard bay hard that hog would walk over by the gate and he'd just turn around and come back to me he's like my job's done i mean i think like I mean, it's kind of a hornet's nest, but I'll go ahead and hit it with a stick. <laughs> but whether it's coon hunting, hog hog band, whatever. So bay pens originated because hog hunters started griping in the woods like, my dog's better than your dog. Right. So 
a bay pen was invented to find out who had the better hull. It's a way to quantify things that can't yeah. really be quantified. But after, you, even in the coon hunting world, same thing. But after you take that a certain num a level away from that, right? So, what I mean, do you what do you think the root of of getting away from where it started is? Well, because because people start breeding dogs for a competition, right? When you start breeding dogs. Yeah, I mean, you take a pen, it see who's got the better hog dog. Right. Money starts coming into play, and then people go, a, a bell goes off. Yeah. They're good dog breeders. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Yeah. But they're like, I'm going to breed dogs for this competition. Right. And that's when the competition, be it coon hunting, right, hog bays, whatever, that's when the dogs start splitting off. Right. And at the, Find a way to win. Yeah. And at the, at the point we're at, for the most part, and there's exceptions, but the dogs have split so far apart that they're now two separate things. Right, and and that's what I love the most about the uh, the woods classes. You get to see dogs that are comparable. Like you're you're not you're not watching. So pretty much everywhere has a woods option that you can buy. Right, but you're you're still baying against pro dogs, and that can be pretty disheartening for people that don't really understand it is like well why didn't my dog do that like your dog's not bred to do that your dog is bred to to go hunt in the woods and be successful in the woods and you can have a phenomenal uh woods dog that doesn't do anything in the pen and you can have a phenomenal pen dog that doesn't do anything in the woods yeah and and i'll go out on a limb and probably sound stupid but maybe history will affirm it but i think the hist i think the future of hog bang is in the woods class i, I agree I, go, I i think i think it has to be it's kind of the, it's kind of the past and then we right. kind of got in this middle phase where they don't even have any place right like the woods class is just about two to three years old right and before that a woods dog had no place right bay in. and now they're starting to have a place I, I think it's got to be – I think it's got to kind of revert back to that because otherwise you, you're going to find your yourself kind of getting into a stagnated point. Yeah. You know, and, and anything in any area of life, stagnation is not good. Well, I mean, I mean and not to diss the Gooses right. and the Clydes of the world because those are – phenomenal dogs. right it's like anybody who knows it all yeah can watch those dogs and go holy shit yeah like that's amazing right. but on the flip side like i cannot like i didn't go to downsville this last time right and like me and monica were sitting here last night and i was like you know two days before downsville i could have taken out a pen and paper and wrote down written down t- 10 dogs names yeah and they're going to be in the top ten. Yeah, like, every time. Man. And, and it's, Every time. And it's not to take away from those dogs because they're amazing. They do exactly what they're supposed to. But it's stagnation right. when the same dogs win right. every time. Right. You know what app I use on my phone more than any other app besides the podcast app to listen to this here podcast? I use Onyx. 
Onyx Maps is the most comprehensive mapping system for hunters on the market today. I use it all the time. When I was in New Mexico, I was looking at 40,000 acres of ranch that I needed to learn. I flip open Onyx and just start studying, studying the map. When I'm riding trails, I put the tracking app on. It helps me get around in strange country. I could mark water sources, food sources, bear sign, just all kinds of options within Onyx. You need to check out Onyx Maps by going to houndsmanxp.com. Click on the link on our sponsor page. You'll go right to Onyx Maps, and when you check out, enter the code HXP20, and you will get 20% off of your order. Know where you stand with Onyx. And to get back to the woods deal, like yesterday, those hogs were tough. I mean, oh, like, yeah, yeah. They were they were a little small, but they were spunky, and, yeah. and you know, they they were good hogs. And I mean, he, he purposely did oh, that. Yeah, they yeah. were spunky enough, like, if you get in there with that board, yeah, you better stay on your yeah. feet. I yeah. mean, like, they're going to come hit your board. Did y'all see and the run this morning when, the, oh, you we did. That girl, that girl yeah. almost got almost. ate up, and the hog almost got out. He almost hit a two for one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean you can't. I mean that's the thing. Like there, a hog is more dangerous in that pen than oh, he is in the woods. Oh, 100%. Because he has no escape route. Right. So like, it's a. F- well, he's got one escape route, and he has to get through you. Through to get you. There. <laughs> but it, I mean, it's fight or flight. Right. Well, basically, in a pen, you've taken flight out of the equation. So you all you've got left is fight. Yeah. You better be on your toes. Well, like when when a pig comes at him, obviously, yeah. I mean, like we just said, they're the fight the the flight's out of the situation, but. When that pig comes and balls them up, yeah, they better loop out. Right. I mean, like if they're a woods dog, oh, yeah. yeah, they don't need to be six inches away from his nose, right. barking him in the face, like right, taking it. And they're not going to do it for very long in the woods. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, loop out. I mean, before they get unalive. Yes, you know, exactly. If you, get, if you <laughs> exactly get beat up too much in the woods, you get unalive. Yeah. You know, like you got to be smart about it. You know, and that's what goes back to the brain, just like you said. You know, your dog, no. They'll, they'll go out that gate, yeah. you know, when he comes yeah, to you. Yeah, he's like, oh, man. That's that's yeah. a brain, yeah. you know what I mean? Just like the whole time we've been sitting here, you said that you can – your dog's bay, yeah, they're rougher, but on a bigger pig, right. y'all get in there close, talk them into catching. Right. Do you know how rare that is? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 90% of the world, that's either kamikaze, we're right. going to go in there and catch and get beat up, or they're going to be like ours. Yeah, we want, we want them to sit back and bay because right. it might be 45 minutes to an hour and a half if we can get right. to them. And I think honestly, I think a lot of a lot of the bay until we get there and tell you to catch came from uh, came from cows mm-hmm. from from having cow stock. Yeah, and it comes from time and right. time with them. Right, exactly. I, because we so um, our dog's mother wasn't even a hog dog; she was a cow dog. But I think a, a, a lot of that correlation. I know I know some boys um, that that have cow dogs in Florida. She has cow dogs, and I think the I don't know what it is about it, but that correlation you you can you can kind of finagle those dogs into doing what you want them to do. But it does take a lot of time, and it, it's just like if I take my dogs and I tie a hog, I can put my dogs in the same buggy in the back of the buggy with a tied hog, and they're not going to touch it. 
but that took a lot of time. Exactly. It took a lot of time, and people were like, "Well, I, I don't want my, if I got if if I got a dog that will get off a hog before I put a brake stick on him, then I don't want him. He ain't game enough for me." I'm like, "Okay, man, you're just tearing up the hog at that mm-hmm. point, you know." And and you can ask Ed like my like mine for since you get them out of the box, they're twisting your arm, you know. Ed and Cody always gripe at me because they're about to break their fingers. You know, they it's, they want to go, you right. know. And I'm not going to whoop them for that, obviously. Right. Um, but it's a deep, deep well you can get into because hog hunters haven't been breeding for that for very long. And how many different breeds do they use to hog hunt? Right. You know, on your coon hunting aspect, how long have coon hunters been breeding dogs? Yeah. Yeah. Not so much for us. It's, you know? it's, it's funny because it's... And I think people kind of overlook things, and like I, I really think it's about finding what works best for you, and and finding dogs that work in an applicable way for for what 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 you want them to be, you know. And, and there there are enough dog breeds out there that you can you can pretty well find no matter where you're at, no matter the way you hunt, you can pretty much find what you want. Something to fit you, right? And, and I think a lot of people really try to um, overthink that and force dogs. Like, I'm going to get my black mouth cur to free cast two miles. Like, that's not what he's for, man. That's not that's not what the dog is bred to do. Um, and not saying there's some that don't do that. Right. But, but those are anomalies. Exactly. Those exactly. are anomalies. And uh, that's, just, that's just what a lot of people don't understand, I guess, right. is what I'm getting at. Well, and, and they, you know, that's like we were talking about it all the way up here. You know, the the top bay pin dogs are typically going to be Catahoula. That doesn't mean that you can't have an American pit bull terrier that can go in there and bay a ten. But if you're trying, if you're trying to breed for consistency in the bay pen, you're not going to breed American pit bull terriers. Your great grandpa might have had an American pit bull terrier that won. 10 hog bands in 1982 but if you're looking for consistency you're not going to breed american pit bull terriers you're going to go to catahoulas or or black mouse or 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 whatever else but um i think people get really enthralled with the anomaly versus consistency i think when you when you start to turn towards consistency and um you, you get a lot more production and you get a lot more satisfaction out of it versus looking for the anomaly. Well, like me and Tanner, uh, we're talking with Chris Powell on the first podcast and he's a coon dog guy. Right. And, you know, he's like, you know, if you're not getting 80% consistency out of your your litters, right, then, then you're breeding wrong. And we kind of had to be like, hold up. Like, you know, that's coon dog world. Right. But in the hog dog world, like, we are like infants, yeah. Compared to coon hunters, fox hunters, bear hunters, you know. And we haven't really gotten that, like, yeah, we got black mouse, we got catahoulas, but still, they're really just, they're still really just cow dogs. Right. Stock dogs. Right. We have not, they have not transformed, transformed in what I would call pig dogs. Right. Where you can have a litter and get 80% consistent dogs. Right. And it's just a totally... It, I mean, it's apples and oranges, you know. Cause like, the nice part is you can have cow dogs, you can have pen dogs, you can have woods dogs, you know, and especially in that Catahoula. You know? yeah. And then I've got some that swap and, you know, 
Well, I mean, when I first started, when I first started hog hunting, it was uh, Catahoulas. Yeah. They were just cowbred Catahoulas, and like you were talking about, I got it. The first ten years I hunted, I didn't own a bulldog. Right. And I didn't have to talk them into catching. Like, right. They might, they would loose bay for maybe forty-five minutes till I got there. Right. As soon as I got where I could see the pig and that where they could see me, yeah. more importantly, boss is here. When they saw me, they were like a pack of piranhas. Yeah. Like I didn't need a bulldog. Yeah. The best way I put it is when I've got old enough to realize that when I started, my bay dogs were catcher than my catch dog. <laughs> you know, it, and that was that's just the truth. I mean, I was like, "What was I doing now?" But yeah, have they posted the two dog run order? Will you go check that for me, please? Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of hog hunters that, like, you know, don't get into the bay pen. And I'm, I've am i been an advocate for umpteen years. Like, come. I don't. Don't just even. Come. Just come. Just come. Yeah, just yeah. Like, hang out. Don't even bring a dog to put it. I mean, yeah. if you want to put a dog in. Right. Sure, come yeah. on. But if you don't want to, I hardly ever do. Right. But come out you're like, gonna have a good time that's the thing you're gonna have a good time you're gonna have a good time if you don't if you don't have a good time it's your own fault yeah you, you like it's your own fault it's who yeah. you brought or who you're with like if you're not having a good time with somebody <laughs> yeah tanner's over here pointing at it <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't have a good time it, it's your fault you yeah. know like they're like uh, like honestly if it hadn't been for the vaping i probably would have never met Uncle Pat, you know, like, yeah. and, and that, that guy's like, I mean, he, he's full of throttle and, and, and <laughs> he, like, I tell people all the time, like, yeah, like, Pat's my boy and, uh, he's like, I'm like, they're like, man, tell me about that Pat though. And I'm like, man, he speaks in riddles. Like everything that comes out of it, like you have to decipher and then glean information off of what he's telling you. And he's not just going to tell you exactly how, 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 it should be said he's gonna like put it in some type of riddle and then you have to process through and you and it like i'll be sitting on the tractor and i'll like oh that's what he meant by that <laughs> you know and, and like it's, it's cool to meet people like that that yeah. that because you know it, it it's i never want to get to a position where i feel like i know as much as i need to know or don't have more space to to get knowledge from other people Good or bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Pat's fun. Golly, that joker. When he got the thermal little scope at the house. I was telling them about about that yesterday. When we was, was going down the road. And we was going pig hunting. I knew where there's pigs at. I know the road. I mean, it's right by Cody's house. And he's got that thermal out the window. And it's not on a gun, but he has it out the window looking I'm running 45, 50 mile an hour. Stop the truck! Stop the truck! I said, "Well, he's that field is full of pigs." <laughs> I said, "Pat, I said it's full moon." I said, "Those are cows." I said, "I can see them." <laughs> oh, well, all right, go ahead. He said, "You know, like it's just stuff I got all the time." Man, when I went and got girl from him, it was funny because we were we were going over to his woods pen, and uh, like we're driving down this dirt road, and there's like 
60 dogs running beside the truck. And he's like, he's like, oh yeah, that's blah, 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 cross with blah, blah, blah. And like, these dogs are running in front of the headlights. And so, he's like, oh yeah, that dog's off of off blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? He's like, man, if I could catch that son of a bitch right there, you, you'd need to take him home. But I can't catch him. I can't catch him. <laughs> and, uh, like, I mean, like, he t- the last time I went out there, I went out there with Hunter and... Like, this dog crawls out from up under his dog kennels, and it's got, like, eight feet of weed eater string on it. And Pat's like, man, we got to catch that dog, and you need to take it home. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, we got to catch him. And, and he takes out a loop, and he, he starts, he starts, and he throws his lasso. This dog, like, freak ass. I mean, he's gone. He's, like, 800 yards into the woods as soon as that rope tried to hit him. And, uh. Oh man, he's a fool. He's a. But at the same time, like, how, how many people? It, it's a fine line between being passionate about something and being like completely and utterly consumed by something, you know. And and I hope I'm still that passionate to be able to do that. But at the same time, like, I have to protect myself from being so consumed by something that I that I go down the wrong because i like i said i'm highly addictive in everything that i do and like it like i want to be the best in everything that i do and i easily get consumed by things and uh it's it's not the normal things that normal people are are getting consumed by but i i know for a fact that i'm capable of being consumed so like at the same time i kind of got to watch myself and like it's like i went hunting I went hunting, like, it was last year. I was dating this smoke show, man. She was, gosh, she was fine. And, uh, like, all of a sudden, like, I went out there and hung out with her on, like, a Sunday afternoon and, uh, like, met her freaking mama and stuff and sat there and talked about heirloom tomatoes for two hours. And, like, on Tuesday... She's like, oh, I don't think it'll work. And, like, this girl is fuck smoke and, like, super like super down to earth, which is pretty, pretty, like, not very common these days. And, uh, like, I was like, screw it. I was like, I'm just going to go hunting. And I hunted for, like, 30 days in a row with my two red cur dogs. And, like, their pads are, like, busted up and stuff. And, like, every day they loaded up. But... Looking back on him, like, what an idiot, man. Like, what was I trying to prove to people? Like, I, I deleted all my social media. I was like, I'm, done. I'm sick of it. And I was like, I'm just going to go hunt. And, like, we we had the worst, we had, like, the worst June as far as heat in Georgia. I think historically in, like, the last hundred years and it was like 95 and I was dropping dogs and it was 95 degrees at seven o'clock at night now and I was still running every day for what reason I have no idea but like that's what I talk about like getting consumed by something I like I I I am know that I'm fully capable of being consumed by something so like I hope I never lose the passion but I hope I don't get utterly and completely consumed by it yeah there's worse things you could be doing Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think let's call it quits. We're getting ready to start the two-dog. 
and uh, we'll catch. We'll probably catch back up with you at Earl's or something. Yeah, yeah for sure. That sounds like a plan. We'll be there. Check out Boys and Broads for sure. Absolutely. Subscribe, subscribe to Tusker's Magazine. Um, and, and I just, I just want to say a quick thank you to you guys um, because you know y'all have Tusker's it, it has really um, kind of helped calibrate us in, in the way that they do things. They do things the right way, and, and it's really helped kind of calibrate the way that we do things. And uh, to, to have those guys on our side and, and doing the things that we're doing together, it, it really means a lot to us that, that y'all would allow us to work with you. Um, and uh, we, we wish y'all nothing but success, and, and we're always in y'all's corner, and, and hopefully you know y'all feel the same way about us. And it, me it means a lot to us that uh, y'all uh, work with us. So. And, and before we get off, I want to say this. We – we call this the the dog men, but we're not calling ourselves dog men. I mean, we want we want to talk to people that run dogs, not just hog dogs that, that run dogs. And uh, so, if y'all have any any ideas, anybody in mind, I mean, let us know. So let's go watch some dogs bark. <laughs>